Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this podcast is on GoToCola, which is an adaptogenic Bacopa cofactor. The two have quite the long-term relationship. So it's another Eastern historical nootropic best used, like I said, in combination with Bacopa. It's a medium-term biohack that after a few weeks of dosing enhances cognition, attention, and memory, along with an anti-anxiety effect that imbues a modicum of spiritual enlightenment. That's right, I'll explain what the heck I mean by that shortly. So this podcast is mostly going to focus on decoding what the human studies are saying about Gotacola and how this squares up with the anecdotal experiences of biohackers online. For more of my own personal thoughts, experiences, and comparisons, you're going to want to see the written and video reviews, which I will link to on the meta-analysis page on LimitlessMindset.com for go to cola. So if you're really curious about some about this one, go and check out that article. So it's been studied worldwide and has been the subject of 15 articles of human research that can be found on PubMed. To quote the book Adaptogens, in clinical practice, go to cola can be used for people with poor memory head trauma, injuries, anxiety, mental fatigue, and irritability. In animal studies, Gotacola has been shown to promote nerve development and has shown some mild adaptogenic effects by preventing the increase of cortisol and adrenaline levels. In traditional medicine, from an exhaustive 2010 pharmacological review of Gotacola published by researchers at Nima University in India. It has been used as a medicine in the Ayurvedic tradition of India for thousands of years and listed in the historic Sushruta Samhita, an ancient Indian medicinal text. This herb is also used by the people of Java and other Indonesian islands. In China, known as Gotacola, it is one of the reported miracle elixirs of life known over 2,000 years ago, and it can be found in India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Madagascar, South Africa, and the South Pacific, and even Eastern Europe. Hey, that's where I am. The plant was originally confused with a cola plant, which contains caffeine and was used in Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, Gotacola does not contain caffeine and is not a stimulant. Good to know for some of you. It was a favorite of the legendary herbalist Li Xingyuan, who claimed to have lived over 250 years to quote the cleverly self-promotional old man himself. I think the reason I've lived this long is because I am still perpetually healthy is because nothing has irritated me since I was 40 years old. Because of that, my heart is very calm, peaceful, and divinely tranquil. That is why I am free from any illness and always healthy and happy. As a Nervine, 
according to the Indian review I mentioned. Centella asiatica, that's the Latin name for this herb. I'll use the two interchangeably in this podcast was described to possess central nervous system effects in Indian literature, such as stimulatory, nervine tonic, rejuvenant, sedative, tranquilizer, and intelligence-promoting property. On cognition, from a gold-standard, double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized 2008 Thai study, Centella Asiatica has a reputation declined cognitive function in traditional medicine and in animal models. Cognitive performance was assessed using the computerized test battery and event-related, whereas mood was assessed using bond ladder visual analog skills prior to the trial and after single one month and two months after treatment. The results showed that the high dose of the plant extract enhanced working memory and increased N100 component amplitude of event-related potential. Improvements of self-rated mood were also found following the Centella Asiatica treatment. The present findings suggest the potential of Centella Asiatica to attenuate the age-related decline in cognitive function and mood disorder in the healthy elderly. A follow-up study from the same university was published in 2011 in Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Based on its reputation to improve both psychological and physical performances and its antioxidant properties, the hypothesis that Centella Asiatica extract would have a positive effect on the physical strength and health-related quality of life for the healthy elderly was properly focused. From the Indian review, Gotokola is known to revitalize the brain and nervous system, increase attention span and concentration, and combat aging. In the study, after two months, cognitive function as assessed by event-related potential in the computerized assessment battery test and mood using the bond ladder visual analog was determined. The greatest improvement in mood and cognitive function were detected in those receiving the 750 milligram dose of Gotokola extract and to quote a biohacker on longevity. I usually take it once a day. I find that to be enough. The biggest effect I notice from it is that uh, I have more energy, a more flushed, healthy looking face, and much less anxiety. I generally feel sharper as well. On anxiety, from a 2010 double-blind clinical study done at the Ayurvedic Medical College in Kolkata, India that gave 1,000 milligrams daily to 33 adults with generalized anxiety disorder. The present investigation was undertaken to evaluate the role of 70% hydroethanolic extract of Centella Asiatica on generalized anxiety disorder in man. The observations revealed that Centella Asiatica not only significantly attenuated anxiety-related disorders, but also significantly reduced stress phenomenon and its correlated depression. 
Centella Asiatica further significantly improved the willingness for adjustment and cognition. Results indicated that Centella Asiatica may be useful in the treatment of generalized anxiety disorder and may be used as a promising anxiolytic agent in the near future. However, this was not exactly a gold standard study. It wasn't placebo-controlled, and it came out of an Ayurvedic school, so there's likely some bias inherent there. From the Indian Review, Asian Gotokola increases the cerebral levels of GABA, which explains its traditional use as an anxiolytic and anticonvulsant. Also, the purported anxiolytic activity of Gotokola is intriguing in view of the proposed involvement in colocytoscosin in the pathophysiology of fear and anxiety. Interestingly, animal studies suggested that Gotokola at higher dosages is an alternative to the pharmaceutical drug diazepam thanks to its anxiolytic effect. Let's talk about alertness versus attention. Interestingly, it lowers alertness and reaction times while paradoxically improving attention. From a Canadian placebo-controlled study that measured startle response, giving otherwise healthy adults a relatively high dose of 12 grams daily of Gotokola from the study. The results revealed that compared with placebo, Gotokola significantly attenuated the peak acoustic startle response amplitude 30 to 60 minutes after treatment. What it's saying is that it actually decreased the sensitivity to the startle response. People were less startled by random loud noises. So it would maybe make you less jumpy while watching a scary movie, but at the same time, it might not be a great nootropic for someone who relied on split-second reactions, like, oh, say, a race car driver, UFC fighters, or, a, I don't know, a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> but it's also been demonstrated as a medium-term biohack that increases attention after dosing one gram for between 30 to 60 days. These two findings might seem to be a little contradictory, but they underlie an important point about personality and productivity. For many personalities, alertness works against our productivity and happiness. In our high stimulus world, Peak alertness to everything means that our attention will frenetically jump from smartphone notifications to checking social media to a sexy advertisement that appears on television to worrying about an unpaid bill. And we will end up getting uh, like nothing done and we'll end up being quite unhappy about it. If, if we allow for our, uh, for our attention to follow our alertness, right? Many will actually end up being more happy if their alertness is a little dulled. They'll find it easier to focus on the work, the book, or the person in front of them. However, if you are a person with strong focus skills, either naturally or ingrained thanks to a 
mindfulness practice, you'll probably find Gotacola less effective as a nootropic. At least I'd wager so. In regards to ADHD, a double-blind, placebo-controlled 2010 Israeli study treated 120 ADHD children with an herbal stack combining gotacola, ashwagandha, bacopa, and lemon balm, along with some other herbs from the abstract of the four-month study. The treatment group showed substantial statistical significant improvement in the four subskills and overall, which was the test of variables of attention scores, along with no improvement in the control group, which persisted in an intention-to-treat analysis. The well-tolerated compound, which was a herbal preparation containing the gotacola, as I mentioned, demonstrated improved attention, cognition, and impulse control in the intervention group, indicating promise for ADHD treatment in children. And to go back to the previous point that I made, yeah, you know, children that struggle with ADHD, boy, you know, I was a child, what was that about? 25 years ago, about 20, 25 years ago. And just think with all of the smartphones and tablets and all the different things that children have now that are competing for their attention while kids are, you know, trying to learn, trying to be kids. They really have their, and, and at that age, your mind is so, is so lively and so sharp that your attention is just going to be dragged in so many different directions that if you can take something that, that, that turns that degree of alertness down just a bit, boy, it helps kids with ADHD. Worth, worth trying. Next, I want to talk about it as a Bacopa cofactor. So it shares the name Brahmi with Bacopa because the two together are such a beloved herbal combination. Many traditional medicine men, along with modern day biohackers, regard this as a stack that enables spiritual enlightenment. To ground this in reality, consider the non-metaphysical definition of spiritual that I came up with in my review of the book, Waking Up. Here it is. Seeking to understand our minds, the nature of self, and our relation to the world more deeply by reaching for extraordinary states of consciousness. Hey, that's not a bad definition, is it? So, Gotacola and Bacopa enable the state of relaxed focus. We are able to overcome fleeting distractions to come to a deeper understanding of things. The anxiolytic effect of the adaptogens allows you to get out of your own head somewhat and not believe everything that you might find yourself thinking so that we think more objectively about ourselves and our place in the world. And finally, nootropics really do turn on an altered state of consciousness. On mood, a double-blind placebo-controlled 2010 Canadian study concluded that while it's an effective anxiolytic, it doesn't help mood. Gotacola has no significant effect on self-rated mood, heart rate, or blood pressure. These preliminary findings suggest that Gotacola has an anxiolytic effect 
in humans as revealed by the acoustic startle response. It remains to be seen whether this herb has therapeutic efficacy in the treatment of anxiety syndromes. However, the Canadian study was done on a relatively small sample size over a short period, so you kind of want to take its conclusions with a grain of maple syrup. Or would that be a, uh, a drop, a goop of maple syrup? Another double-blind study reached a different conclusion, though. Improvements of self-rated mood were also found following the Centella Asiatica treatment. However, this study was done with an elderly group of people, whereas the Canadian study was done with otherwise healthy young people. So a little bit confusing there, not really sure. However, if you're really looking for a nootropic to hack your mood, I would recommend things like rhodiola, 5-HTP, liquid nicotine, or phenibute, much higher than gotacola. On working memory. There's evidence that gotacola aids your short-term working memory. Working memory is frequently alluded to as the scratch pad of the mind, a temporary repository of your memories, experiences, and newly acquired skill sets, and of course, a place for brainstorming and finding of solutions. If you think of your mind as a computer, which is a pretty accurate metaphor, then your working memory is the RAM, the random access memory. From a 2008 double-blind study of 28 elderly ties, the results showed that the high dose of the plant extract enhanced working memory and increased N100 component amplitude of event-related potential. On memory and learning. Gotacola has a reputation as a memory enhancing herb, but the scientific evidence of its helpful effect in that regard is a bit thin. It's limited to in vitro or animal studies. There's no gold standard human research that I found real compelling. As an antidepressant, from the Indian Review. The antidepressant effect of total triterpines from gotacola on the immobility time in forced swimming mice and concentration of amino acid in mice brain tissue was observed as an anti-epileptic. The findings suggest the potential of aqueous gotacola extracts as adjuvant to anti-epileptic drugs with an added advantage of preventing cognitive impairment. In regards to radio protection, previous studies have suggested that gotacola could be useful in preventing radiation-induced behavioral changes during clinical radiotherapy. So maybe a good idea to take some gotacola if you're going to be undergoing, oh, I don't know, chemotherapy, going to visit Chernobyl as an extreme tourist, or stand in front of your microwave while you're popping your popcorn. <laughs> okay, moving on. In regards to longevity, to quote that uh, Indian, that Indian paper that was, uh, that, was, that was so exhaustive in its descriptions, the present study is indicative of multiple useful clinical effects of Centella asiatica, especially in the age-related cognitive decline. A favorable improvement is observed in depression and other age-related conditions, 
like hypertension, peripheral neuritis, insomnia, loss of appetite, constipation, indicative of multiple useful clinical effects of Gota-Cola, especially in the age-related cognitive decline in the elderly. Another current study assessed the antioxidant property in elderly subjects and confirmed the beneficial effects of Gota-Cola extract at doses of 500 to 700 milligrams per day in elderly patients for 90 days where the Gota-Cola extract improved the elderly, especially in the lower extremities of the elderly, so the legs. The study also proved the role of Gota-Cola extract as a natural resource for vigor and strength increase in healthy elderly persons. Verse benzo withdrawal. Apparently, Gota-Cola provides some relief for those suffering from benzodiazepine withdrawal. However, this is actually counterintuitive to the goals of the addict. As science guy on Lingesity clarified, Gota-Cola is a GABA receptor agonist. It will prolong your withdrawal and recovery from benzodiazepines and hence should be avoided. The reason you felt good and relieved because the Gota-Cola would have been uh, hitting your GABA receptors and an American undergoing a lengthy withdrawal from benzos Confirm this. Gota-Cola gave me profound relief, but afterwards my symptoms were worsened. I believe that my sporadic use of Gota-Cola, holy basil, and other GABA-A agonists prolonged the overall process of withdrawing. They would clear up obsessive, fearful, repetitive thinking for a couple of days, only to plunge me into a worsened schizoid state of mind after them wearing off in regards to neuroprotection. According to research out of Seoul National University in Korea, these results showed that these derivatives of Asiatic acid exerted significant neuroprotective effects on cultured cortical cells by their potentiation of the cellular oxidative defense mechanism. Therefore, these agents may prove to be efficacious in protecting neurons from the oxidative damage caused by exposure to excess glutamate. Let's talk about the mechanisms of action. It's similar to a lot of other herbal nootropics that it includes a bunch of different beneficial compounds like asiatic acid, triterpenoids, saponins, matacasic acid, metasiatic acid, glycosides, brominocides, rosmarinic acid, ginsenosides, apigen, ruitin, vitamin C, and anthocyanins. Its mechanisms include, it improves blood flow, particularly in people with poor circulation, delivering more blood and oxygen to the brain. It increases dendritic arborization. Boy, that's a, that's a cool phrase, right? Dendritic arborization. Arborization means like the the branching out of the of the dendrites, which are when you see those cool, uh, really like pieces of art that people do, where they're trying to create like an artistic visual representation of what the uh, microscopic brain 
structures look like and you see those those branches reaching out to each other that represent the connections between different parts of the brain that's uh, dendritic arborization so that's your that's your new phrase for for sounding smart at least it will be mine uh, and it's also uh, in this in this it's uh, an expression of neurogenesis so perhaps kind of like a neuroplasticity biohack which is something we're always interested in right and it has a modest hippocampal acetylcholinerasterase action it's neuroprotective because of its effect on bdnf it increases mcp1 induced release of the macrophage derived cytokine and it protects from glutamate induced cell death but i'll repeat something that i said in my overview of that book adaptogens i'll repeat the irreducibility of the mechanisms of these adaptogenic herbs so a lot of times what they'll do is they'll they'll isolate these different component parts of them and they have a ton of different component parts you know because these are these are plants growing out there in in nature so they're comprised of sometimes many thousands of different types of beneficial little molecules and uh People can do these in vitro studies where they figure out that a particular saponin has a helpful effect on, you know, uh, an, an amino, an amino pathway or something like that. But a lot of these overall beneficial effects that they have on us are a synergy of all these particular things coming together. So it really is, this is a situation where I don't think they're ever really gonna come up with a, a drug that isolates the most important ingredient out of the many thousands of ingredients and then you can just take it as a pill. I think that there's, there's always gonna be profound benefit in the herbs themselves. Let's talk about uh, the experience of go to cola. So a friend of mine, a Finnish biohacker, is really well acquainted with it. To quote him, Goda-Cola is a wonderful herb. I've been using it time to time since 2012. It provides anxiolysis, anxiolytic, almost uh, an effect that's almost comparable to benzodiazepine, which would make sense considering what I mentioned earlier. Yet it keeps your mind sharp. The most useful quality for me was this herb's ability to provide a positive outlook. I mean, it's almost impossible to not feel positive when taking it. I played poker in quite high stakes back in 2013. We poker players are prone to tilt, meaning that, for example, when facing extremely bad luck, it leads to frustration and the poker player starts playing impulsively or otherwise non-optimally. Gotokola prevents that, so in a sense, it can give the player an extra edge. Gotokola is also good if one likes to have some fun with recreational substances. It soothes out alcohol hangovers, helps with rebound anxiety from phenibute if it's taken too often, and Gotokola is even used for opium detox and Thailand. And, you know, I'll mention in the anecdotal reports, I found a couple of people saying that uh, being as it's a gabergic, that taking it with alcohol 
gave you a bit more of that kind of impulsive, fun personality. Uh, but again, with those type of things, moderation as, as, as always. But uh, s- searching through uh, quite a few anecdotal reports on this one, I didn't find, I, I found nothing as far as negative things, as far as, you know, horror stories of combining it. The worst, uh, the, 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 biggest, the biggest warning, the biggest red flag that you need to consider with Gotokola is just what Science Guy mentioned, which is that if you did use it uh, with your benzodiazepines uh, withdrawal, then it's going to be a bit counterintuitive. It's not, not going to ultimately help you out with that. But otherwise, it seems to have uh, almost zero downside to me. Anyways, uh, to go back to quote, my Finnish friend. It's beneficial for social anxiety too. An actual shyness killer for some. Approach anxiety is significantly lessened in my experience. Ooh, that's what I want to hear. Tolerance slowly develops. Eventually, it takes many months. I've read someone had been taking it over a year and the therapeutic effects still remained. This may start to sound like some wonder herb, which it can be, but some do not experience much effect from it. It's definitely worth a try for just about anybody. Let's talk about sourcing. So a Thai longevity user makes a good point. Quote, it does grow in moist places along canals and ditches, as well as mountain streams and even on lawns provided the atmospheric and soil conditions are just right. And it is like an environmental cleaner as it soaks up pathogens and heavy metals, which do end up in the plant. But such concerns are not valid with organically grown Gotokola. Of course, given the lack of regulation of the supplement industry, even a claim from a brand to be organic may not necessarily withstand scrutiny since there is so little such scrutiny actually performed. And many herbs are bought in bulk from India and China where business is unregulated and the desire to make a quick buck is huge. So I would advise caution unless you have good knowledge of the ultimate source. If you're in the right climate zone, grow your own like I do. Boy, that sounds cool. But not yeah, not everyone's going to be in a great place like Thailand. This is why I recommend getting your cola from a source that provides a certificate of analysis, a heavy metals and minerals report, along with a microbiological report. Because this is a, a organic, you know, this is a very organic thing. So you want to know what the what the microbiology is of what you're what you're putting in you, and the best value source I've been able to find that makes these product quality audits publicly available is Lost Empire Herbs and they sell powdered organic Gotokola for $35. Probably what would end up being like a three to four month supply considering you're going to want to do it daily. You're probably not going to be doing those really high dosages. Uh, if you were, you'd, you'd end up going through that in like in like a month but you know hey it's it's quite affordable like like almost all herbal things it's uh the upside is so significant and the cost is so reasonable that it's like why the heck not drop a little coin on something that could increase your productivity and quality of life in a pretty profound way in both 
the short term sometimes, uh, and most certainly in the long term. Let's talk about usage. You want to use it two to three times daily. And this is, this is a similar theme amongst a lot of these herbs. You know, you hear uh, herbalists talk about uh, a practice. You hear people use that towards the, these sorts of things. You hear people talk about, oh, it's a bit more of a lifestyle. And that's, that's really true. You know, a lot of drugs and supplements out there, what do you do? You just take five, you know, a moment or two in the morning or in the evening to drop a couple of pills and then it, it, that's ostensibly, ostensibly gonna imbue the effect that you're looking for from it throughout the day. But with herbs, it's, it's a little bit more of a process. It's, they're a little bit more of a, a part of your life, which is, uh, it's actually kind of nice. It's one of those things that, you know, hey, it might seem, uh, it, 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 it might seem like, I don't know, a waste of time at first, but over time you really do kind of enjoy, uh, you know, taking these little, uh, you, you know, you take a little break, five minutes here, five minutes there throughout the day to make an herbal tea or whatnot to uh, smell it, hold the warm cup in, in your hand. Okay, so it has a dosage half-life of between two to four and a half hours. And a lot of people consume this one as a drink. There's a video that I have in my meta-analysis article on how to prepare that specifically from the book Adaptogens. Fresh gotokola leaves are sold in markets in Thailand as a stimulant and afternoon pick-me-up drink. A drink called pennywort juice made with gotokola juice, sugar, and water. It's also used to enhance energy and concentration. From the Indian Review, the use of gotokola for more than six weeks is not recommended in the literature. People taking the herb for an extended period of time, which is like up to six weeks, should take a two-week break before taking the herb again, which kind of echoes what the Finnish biohacker who is so experienced with it was saying. Versus male vitality. A 2012 Iranian study has perhaps a little bit of bad news about gotokola for men. In this animal study, it lowered serum testosterone and sperm count from the study. It is concluded that Centella asiatica has toxicological effects on the reproductive system in male rats and therefore it is suggested that leaf extracts of Centella asiatica possess anti-fertility effects in the male rat. So if you're a guy that's trying to make babies, <laughs> if you're trying to pass your genes on, like I'm trying to, then um, maybe if you're gonna be using this one, maybe you don't wanna do like crazy dosages, maybe you wanna make sure that you got your other testosterone biohacks, you know, as part of your, as part of your daily, weekly, weekly life, but it's, it's an animal study, it's a rat study, there's, there's not any good human data, and there's certainly, upon perusing those Upon perusing the biohacker reports, I didn't get any of the uh, low testosterone type of reports about it that I got with, say, Rishi. With uh, Rishi, there's actually quite good evidence, for example, that it does lower male testosterone. And indeed, some of the males that are used it are saying, it makes me feel like a little bit of a bitch. So 
Uh, so you're probably okay with this one, but you know, maybe something to, maybe just another reason to make sure that you stay consistent with your testosterone biohacks, which I'll do a very thorough piece of content on at some point. Okay, it is safe during pregnancy. A placebo-controlled study of 100 pregnant women compared application of a cream containing gotocola extract, vitamin E, and collagen, elastin, hydro, uh, hydrosolates to placebo. An application of the compounded cream was associated with fewer women developing stretch marks than a placebo, which is, to me, that's, that's just a little bit funny that, you know, these undesirable stretch marks that you get after, after, after your pregnancy, that uh, a certain proportion of women were able to get rid of those stretch marks just by uh, applying a, a placebo. So maybe, maybe, maybe worth a try if you don't have uh, access to or can't afford, uh, or can perhaps if you're a guy and your uh, your uh, uh, the mother of your child is uh, very conscientious of uh, stretch marks and you don't want to go to all the, the trouble and expense of buying her an actual stretch, stretch mark removal type cream containing gotocola, you can just give her a generic cream and the, the placebo effect will do the trick. Okay, uh, let's talk about side effects, which there's not much to talk about. A human study and an animal study administered gotocola in quite high doses with no toxicity or negative effects. Uh, were observed, it would seem that this is a nootropic that you can safely megadose if you want. From the Indian Review, Gotocola has no known toxicity in recommended doses. Side effects are rare, but may include skin allergy and burning sensations with external use, headache, stomach upset, nausea, dizziness, and extreme drowsiness, which tend to occur with high doses of the herb. Uh, use of go use gotocola cautiously during pregnancy in high doses it can cause headaches and palpitations in sensitive people the fresh leaf may cause contact dermatitis which is skin rash and to quote a thai biohacker here in thailand many people drink freshly blended gotocola juice daily the dried leaves are used as an herbal tea and it is sometimes eaten as a side vegetable. Last year, I used it daily, about three glasses daily, a freshly blended juice for four months straight. I've not experienced any indications that it would cause psychological or physiological dependence. There was no come down nor any negative effect from quitting. Indeed, tendencies toward addiction would have been observed long ago, given the plant's long-term use in traditional medicine. What about conflicts? Gotocola may increase the effects of barbiturates, sedatives, and analgesics. And from the review, there have been no reports documenting negative interactions between gotocola and medication sucrate. Since high doses of gotocola can cause sedation, it was warned that individuals should refrain from taking this herb with medications that promote sleep or reduce anxiety and there was one possible negative interaction that i came across which was limacilline which is some drug that i've never even heard of before talk about cofactors so the big one that i mentioned at the jump was bacopa so the traditional medicinal wisdom 
and the most thorough studies and the uh, most enthusiastic biohacker reports recommend it with Bacopa from the book Adaptogens. It's this first Neurofort tea blend combined nervines such as skullcap, blue vervain, St. John's wort, chamomile, and fresh milky oat with nootropic and inflammatory herbs such as rosemary and gota-cola. Oh boy, that sounds great, doesn't it? If you're going to use gota-cola, I strongly recommend picking up 30 grams of certificate of analysis verified powdered bacopa for about 30 bucks, which is a three-month supply. So you could combine those two together. You'd end up, oh, it ended up, it ended up being like 70 bucks with shipping, which is really, is really not that bad. And it'd be quite the, it, it won't be like a, knock your socks off the first day. But I imagine that after three months, you would really have a, a, a it, it would imbue a, a significant degree of empowering tranquility to your endeavors. And then I'll finally mention vitamin E. There was a 2013 University Putra Malaysia in vitro study that noted an antioxidant synergism between B2, so vitamin E, probably a good thing to be taking anyways. And the recommended dosages are in between. They started about 500 to 750 milligrams is probably going to be the dosage, dosages that most people are using. If you're really looking for that performance-enhancing cognition effect, you're going to push that a little bit higher. You're going to push it up to like the 1200 range, and you might even want to use it in the range of you know, several grams a day as, as some people have been doing. But honestly, for me, because I've, I've already figured out a couple of quintessential smart drugs that have that, that cognition enhancing effect really consistently for me. So unless Gota-Cola just really knocks my socks off as a nootropic, I'd keep it down there in like that 500 to 750 range. And then I would use other, I would use things like the, the racetams instead. So uh, my conclusion on this one is that it seems to me to be a, a good general purpose nootropic that aids the domains of performance enhancement that concern biohackers. Cognition, mood, immunity, long-term memory, working memory, and stress response. However, in none of these dimensions does it really shine or what I call it a best-in-class nootropic. So if people want to use Gota-Cola, do it the way that it has been consumed since time immemorial, as Brahmi, in combination with Bacopa. And please leave a comment on this podcast or shoot me an email. Let me know what your experiences are, are with it after you've used it for you know, an, an appropriate amount of time. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. 
we want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.